0: Hi, everyone. This is Whitney, and welcome back to an episode of Spastic Chatter. If you're new here, Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the Zero community. And I get together with individuals with CP, like myself, to have an uncentered chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this episode, I have with me Nick, and I found him on TikTok. He he has he has a lot of videos um around like caregiving and things like that he has 56,000 followers and like he just seemed like he'd be a cool person to interview and have an uncensored chat with if you will so i will let nick introduce himself and then we will get on to the conversation so take it away nick
1: Hi, Whitney. Hi, everyone in the Spastic Chatterer community. I'm so glad to be here with you. My name is Nick Comstock. I live here in Columbus, Ohio, and I've been in Columbus. It'll be four years since I moved uh, to Columbus, Ohio, and I have what they call CMV, cytomegalovirus. What I tell people is that it's just a part of the cerebral palsy family, I also have octave atrophy, which is nerve damage in both of my eyes, which causes me to be uh, legally blind. So my vision is at 2200. And I wear glasses. And when people try to put on my glasses for fun, they're like, holy shit, Nick, you're blind. And I am. So. Uh, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't let my disability get me down or stop me from accomplishing my goals. Um, and that's what I encourage people to do on my TikTok. I encourage to live life to the fullest, even though you have a disability. So I'm hoping that our episode today will encourage more people to do the same. So.
0: Awesome. I like to like kind of take it back to like your origin story if you will with social media what made you want to share your life on TikTok like what got you started
1: well what got me started was I've actually I was on YouTube for seven years and I had something called uh smile through your trial at first and then That really wasn't taking off. And I was trying to encourage people to have a good attitude, even though they have a disability. And to be honest with you, when I started Smile Through Your Trial, I was trying to do more of a Christian-based thing because I am a Christian. But it just, it really wasn't taking off. And plus, I wasn't smiling through a lot of my trials. So I felt it kind of hypocritical if you will to tell people to do the same thing when i was really struggling to do the same thing so then i switched it over a couple years after i started smile through your trial to the wheelchair network and then that just wasn't panning out and so then i started the nicholas Comstock show and that wasn't panning out and my friend daniel um encouraged me at the end of 2021 and they were like hey You know, get on TikTok. And so I started, I believe, in the pandemic, like November of 2019. And then the pandemic happened. And then I didn't get back on until the end of 2021. And by the end of 2022, I had over 50,000 followers. So here we are. And I finally found my niche.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I love how it started with YouTube and then it kind of uh morphed its way to TikTok. Like that that's kind of that's kind of similar to myself. I started sharing my life on YouTube and then I found and then I in today's age I feel I feel like the Twitter videos like on TikTok and stuff do do better than um they do than long form YouTube videos. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: But one one uh, after watching some of your TikToks, one area uh that you tend to highlight and um and in, all, in, all, in all, uh, I w- I would say the majority of the videos that I watch is your experience with having a tenant care and a caregiver come in. And that's one area that um is not it's not discussed enough in the disability community as a, as a whole, what, what, um, what, what was that? Like, what made you want to decide to discuss your caregiving, and like, and all those intimate details on social media?
1: Well, you know what? I think it had to do with, you know, me getting out on my own and me sharing my whole journey because, Growing up, Whitney, I was told that I would never be able to move out on my own. I would never be able to have my own apartment. I was told I would never be able to be in a romantic relationship, you know, because there would be no one out there who would want to take care of someone like me. And so I I think it was just once I got on my own, okay, I'm going to share my story now. And, you know, I've been told by many case managers, Nick, you're not the only one. And until I started getting on TikTok and sharing my struggles uh, with, with caregivers showing up late, caregivers just wanting to sit on their phone all day, until I got in and started sharing my story, I didn't realize that there are so many people out there struggling with the same thing. And so now I know that I'm not alone. And that's what helps me continue to share my story because I know I'm not alone. And I know that there are people that would love to be able to speak up and say the same thing, but they either physically can't or they're too afraid to. So, you know, that's why I'm here.
0: I love that. I love that you're, like, bringing an advocacy spin to it. Um, uh, like, I had caregivers when I turned 18 and decided to move out on my own, but that was after I... I got the backffin pump and wanna I uh, wanna uh just just a just a short little um inside into my story I I got the back and pump at 18 and from like 18 to now at 33 I went from having to rely on a caregiver to being almost fully being almost almost fully independent so I, I I've I've lived I've lived both both per, both perspectives where having to have full full care and then and then um and then being oh I, I say almost I fully I say almost fully independent because I'm I'm not like I'm not I'm not fully independent I still have to have a little bit of a little bit of help but um I I I I vividly remember the struggle of 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 having caregivers and like don't get me wrong there's there's those angels out there that are like they're like awesome caregivers but but if I'm being frank the majority of my time with caregivers was sort of a like a pain in the ass. Like, yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Mhm, yeah do you wanna like do you want to talk about like um like sort of like sort of like what you went through getting getting care and like what you go through on a daily basis like like if your caregiver doesn't show up and like that kind of like that kind of aspect of things so i I don't think people think about that when they think about caregiving like you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: They really don't. And I get a lot of people on my TikTok, since now I have so many followers, I get a lot of people on my TikTok that say, you know, Nick, all you do is complain about your caregivers. I never see you, you know, tell a good story about a caregiver that you That's because most of the really good caregivers are are just there to do their job. They're not there to have their horn tooted. And also, I mean, I'm sorry if you're tired of me telling the truth, the truth is I've had more bad experiences with caregivers than I have good yeah I could probably count on both of my hands how many good caregivers I've had that I, and you have
0: I can literally count I can literally count like, literally two that uh, out of out of i've had I had caregivers for like. For like five years and i can literally count two of the rat there were actually like good caregivers and like came in and did their did their job and like took care of me there the rest there's like a high turnover for people with the severe with more severe like disabilities and i'm i'm not i'm not speaking like medically correct or whatever so this is just mm-hmm. my so excuse my language for those, for those of you that are going to come at me. But the more severe disabilities, I feel like there's a higher turnover. Do you do you do you kind of agree with that, or what's your take on that? There is
1: well, there's a higher turnover because when you're dealing with somebody who has severe mental challenges and severe behavior issues, and if you're dealing with somebody that hits, kicks, and bites their staff, I mean, you really have to, you know, have a calling and have the patience to deal with that. And there's just a lot of people out there who don't. You know, I and I tell caregivers all the time, we need to stop looking at the caregiving field as a job because it's not a job. Okay, it's a job. Let me correct that because I know there are some people that are going to come at me. But it's a job. It's it's a job, and it's a very hard job. And but it's not a job where you work at Walmart from nine to five and you can go home and forget about it the next day. You're dealing with um, you're dealing with people's lives. So that's why I say it's not a job. It's a calling. You have to be called to do this. And if you're just looking at this job for a paycheck you need to go work at a factory somewhere because you're not going to get a decent caregiving job. You're not going to get a decent pay, you know, especially if you do Medicaid funding or any type of insurance funding, you're not going to get a decent pay for a caregiving job unless you do private pay. So Mm -hmm. if that's what you're in the field for, and oh, by the way, if those of you are out there saying, well, I'll just go get my STNA or my CNA and that'll bump me up. No, it'll only bump you up a couple bucks and you'll still be saying, this isn't enough. So if you're here for the money, you really need to sit down and reevaluate why you became a caregiver. Because if it's only for the paycheck, do us all a favor and retire <laughs> or resign, whatever age you're at. Yeah.
0: So, so I, I'm. I'm curious. I I I started thinking this like when you were talking. Do you because you have such a large platform, and that's one that's one of the things that you uh, that you like talk that you talk about. Have you ever had a caregiver like watch your TikToks, and then like and then like decide like uh, and then like ask you about them, or like decide not to work with you because of your TikToks? Um, I
1: I I, I can say no. To that but my caregiver actually watches my tiktoks and you know he'll tell me he'll say i don't know if i agree with what you said there or you know or what have you or i don't think that's correct but it's your opinion nick so you can say whatever you want and yeah. so we've had discussions about it but i'm at a place now where i do have a staff who's you know with me you know, 24-7. He takes a couple hours break, actually, because he's the only staff that's working with me during the week. And so if he doesn't take a couple hours break, we'll probably end up killing each other, to be quite frank. <laughs> so, uh, and we get along really well. His wife likes to say "Uh, Nick and his caregiver fight like an old married couple, and we do. So, uh, yeah.
0: So, you ha- you only have one caregiver right now? Is that, is, well, that, is that correct?
1: So, I have one caregiver who does the majority of the hours during the day. And then I have another caregiver. I actually work with the owner of the agency. That's how small it is. So, I have one caregiver who does, like, all my daily tasks and all my appointments and everything like that. And then... I have a caregiver three nights a week that comes in outside of the owner and then another caregiver during the night. And then, um, so yeah, it's basically maybe three caregivers depending on if one of them calls off at night or if one of them calls off. And then if one of them calls off, he's usually the one that does the shift. So, and like I said, they only have about seven employees, And a lot of them actually won't work with me because I I need personal care. I have to have somebody clean me up when I go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And a lot of his caregivers don't want to do that. That's another thing I want to say. If you're a caregiver Mm -hmm. out there thinking that you're not going to have to deal with somebody's bodily fluid at some point, you need to probably go get another job. You say, Well, I work in day services and I don't have to deal with that. Well, what if someone in day services throws up? Are you gonna let them sit in their throw up? So you're gonna have to deal with somebody's bodily fluid at some point, I do believe. Now I know my caregivers probably gonna hear this and disagree. Cause like I said, we do disagree on some stuff, but uh yeah if if you're a caregiver and you don't like dealing with bodily fluid, I would again re re-evalu- reevaluate why you're a caregiver in my opinion
0: I think it's I think it's also up to the agency unless you're like consumer directed that, that they that they that they that they adequate that they adequately go through all the help that you're that that they that the consumer is going to need so like so like um, like if you need help like wiping or things like that in the in the bathroom, like I think I think I think it should I think all I think all of the tasks should be laid out before the caregiver starts. Right. If if they're not comfortable doing anything like related to the bathroom or anything like that, the, the that's, that that's taken care of at the and the in the initial meeting. You know what I mean? Because. I've had a right. I've had a caregiver I've had a caregiver that like worked that like worked for me like um worked with me and like they were di- like different shifts so I would go to I would go to the bathroom and one caregiver would help me but then but then just so having like one day the uh, the second shift I went to the bathroom during the second shift and she and I had a caregiver literally literally tell me well um so so-and-so won't be able to do this because they don't like they don't like barley flu just 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 letting you know and i was like why? Oh, that should have been brought up in the interview like i i i can't help I i can't help that you have to do this like that should have been that's not my problem that should have been brought yeah. up yeah yeah yeah
1: i had an issue too when i first started going with um my current caregiver, when we when we hired the second one on that does three nights a week, my current caregiver was actually coming back to do like reef changes and stuff like that because the one caregiver couldn't handle it. And I was like, but this is the house he signed up for. This yeah. is what he has to do. You can't cater to him. Yeah. And you know that you don't have a lot of staff that can't, you know, that don't want to or whatever. So, and and another thing too, caregiving agencies, you know, just because you want to get the money from the state to provide services, don't take on a client that you can't staff. Yeah. And don't promise us the moon and then give us storm clouds because then you know you're going to have a lot of living hell from guardians and clients because they're not being properly cared for so be sure that you're able to staff the people that you're taking on
0: yeah i have two i have two other i have two i have two questions related to the related to the one sure. that i want to to bring up do you do you do you live in a rural area? Or are you like in a city?
1: No, I live in Columbus, Ohio. So I live on the east side of Columbus, and I know it's harder because I used to live in a rural area in Mansfield, Ohio. Yeah, and um, I know it's harder for the rural areas. Yeah, in fact, I yeah, was just
0: can...
1: yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I was gonna I was gonna bring that up that uh, we that we live in a Rural area and like, like uh, I was mentioning before this like my 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 boyfriend just got approved for got approved for care and there's literally one agency in our area one. <laughs>
1: oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, before I before we started taping today, I had a meeting with my county case manager and he was telling me that. Um, I don't remember where he said, but it was right on the Ohio, West Virginia border um, that in that particular county, they only have 11 agencies. And if a client goes through all 11 agencies and still can't find somebody, then you're basically shit out of luck. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really bad and I tell clients and families all the time, you know, don't nitpick with your caregivers. Don't call the office, you know, because they didn't fold your blanket the right way or shut your refrigerator door or you know, yeah stuff
0: like that. You have to pick and choose you have to pick and choose your pick and choose your battles and like it's it's not like it's not like a caregiving is like a maid, like you're They're there to, they're there to help you, to help you live, like, a fulfilling life. They're not, they're not there to, like, to, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to, I kind of lost my train of thought, but you, you get, you get what I, you get what I'm saying, like, they're not, like, you were saying that, like, uh, if they didn't fold your blankets correctly, that just, that just reminds me of, like, of, like, a, of, like, a hotel staff or something, or something Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
1: I've talked to a lot of, and I've had a lot of African-American caregivers and I have an African-American caregiver right now. And they say to me, Nick, I've had my clients treat me like a a slave. And that is not what they're there to do. They're there to serve you and provide a service, but they're, you know, they're human too. So we need to treat them with as much respect and love as we possibly can because the pay isn't what it should be, although that is not your fault um I do believe that they are doing that they are doing good work and they need to be respected as such
0: yes, so totally um is there anything that we did not bring up in regards to to caregiving that you would that you would want to touch on
1: well as as far as caregiving I would say caregivers put yourself in your clients shoes you know if you're one that constantly shows up 30 minutes late or 10 minutes late you know realize that especially if you're taking care of a client that depends on you to get out of bed it's a big deal to us if you come in late Because we have schedules and lives, too, and routines that we would like to keep going. And just because you feel like coming in late, you know, that's pretty inconvenient and disrespectful to us. And if you say, well, I have kids and I got to drop them off at school, then don't sign up for an early morning shift. Sign up for a shift to where you can meet the client's needs and meet your needs as well. But, you know put yourself in your client's shoes and be like, well, how would I feel if I had to have someone wipe my butt every day? Or how would I feel if I had to have someone shower me every day? You know? And once you do that, I feel like you'll have a better perspective and you'll do your job a lot better. Um, Exactly. I
0: kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to end this episode on like a, on like a high note. So, what are some of your goals um, that you that you have right now?
1: Well, I'm uh, in the process of trying to start my own business. And what I would like to do is uh, become a public speaker. I've done several public speaking events in person and online. So um, I'm trying to start my own business because I've been told by two states and three different counties that I'm unemployable because of my disabilities. So I've just decided to do it myself. And so I am out here pounding the payment. And I have a a passion to want to not only be an advocate for people with disabilities, but be an actor and be on television and be in radio. So Mm -hmm. if there's anyone out there listening that has spots out there, or if you have another podcast like Whitney's, And you would like to have me come on your podcast. um, My TikTok email is nickspeaksofficial at gmail.com. And you can email me. I'm going to give all this information to Whitney. And she's going to link it up for me. Um, My TikTok is at Nicholas Comstock. And so it's N-I-C-O-L-A-S. My name does not have an H in it. Uh, Tell a lot of Nicholas's. And I'm also doing a GoFundMe fundraiser for uh to get my own handicap van so that I don't have to rely on public transportation and home health care agencies because they they just don't and public transportation sometimes isn't really accessible for people with disabilities and home health care agencies don't a lot of them don't have handicap accessible transportation. So Um, that's why I've started a $50,000 fundraiser for my own vehicle, and I'll uh give you that information as well. But so, yeah, Um, that's what I'm trying to do.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, at the end of every episode, I ask my guests if they have any advice for those watching. Um, any kind of like life advice, general advice, caregiving advice, anything is there anything that you want to leave? the viewers with Nick
1: um yeah so my advice to um uh, people with disabilities as well as their family members is don't look at that person's disability as their life is over in many cases uh our lives are just beginning and our disability does not mean that we can't have a normal fulfilling life as someone who is able-bodied uh, you know i like i said at the beginning i was told i would never move out and never have a romantic relationship well i've accomplished both those things and so uh you, you know when you put your when you put your grit to it in life and when you dig in your heels you can accomplish anything you want it doesn't mean that it's going to come overnight but you will eventually get to where you want to go if you're determined so
0: awesome well it was nice talking with you nick and it was a very um it was a very meaningful conversation and one that needed one that needs to be heard um and uh, again thank you for being on and if you're watching this episode and you want to be on if you and you want to be a guest on on spastic chatter uh feel free to leave a comment wherever you are seeing or listening to this and I'd love to have you, so check back frequently for another episode, and uh, I will, I will see, I will see everyone in the next episode. Thanks.
1: Thanks for having me, Whitney. It's been great. Bye. Bye bye.